Before 25 is a podcast with a mission to remind us that before we can reach milestones in life, a process needs to be embraced by choosing each day to be much braver than before. Hello, everybody. My name is Zamo Vanessa, and welcome to Before 25 Podcast. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Well, clearly someone is quite excited. Yeah, but I think I have every reason to be, actually, because this is one hell of a proud moment for me, because I knew that the big resistance to launch was beginning to reel me in when I started feeling like the name of my podcast sounded a bit whack. But I decided to keep it because, firstly, I liked it. And because Before 25 has somewhat become symbolic. Symbolic of my life experiences, as well as how far I've come as this little human in this very huge universe. Since this is the first episode for the podcast, I decided to start with the motivation behind the mission. And it comes from a very special book called The Tao of Pooh by Benjamin Hoff. So I discovered this book while I was doing my all-time favorite downtime activity, which is to shamelessly watch cartoons. And the cartoon I was watching is called The Proud Family. I'm not sure if y'all know it, but it's hella funny. You'll definitely thank me later. One of the cartoons or one of the characters in the episode I was watching gave a snippet of what this book was about and I was completely sold on the concept that the book represented. I eventually decided to get the book and during the time of my purchase, I was going through a massive quarter life crisis. I was doing my first year masters at Stelly's. I was trying to find myself. I was trying to find funding. I had a long list of internal strifes. I had a long list of things I needed to find. And funny enough, I now find myself in a very uneasy situation yet again. And I'm sure everyone does. It's coronavirus season, and for me, my time abroad is coming to an end, and waiting for me back home is literally a pile of uncertainties. Like, when am I going to get a job? Am I even going to get a job? Like, how am I going to survive in these streets? So as I was strategizing on how to keep afloat, this book came to mind because there is something so reassuring about it that each time I finish reading it, I feel like I can conquer the world. And if you're anything like me, you probably also need constant reassurance. But reading a book a million times, because that's just how many times you need reassurance, as you would know, is something that is completely, entirely unproductive. So what better way is there for me to internalize and remind myself of some of the important lessons that I've learned than to listen to the sound of my own voice babbling on and on, on a little about a lot. So there you have it. This is one of the main reasons why I started this podcast. I need to remind myself of the lessons that I've learned to keep myself afloat. And I'm hoping that this podcast will do the same for you as well.
Before we jump into the lessons I've learned from the Tao of Pooh, here's a contextual background on what this book is about. The Tao of Pooh is based on an ancient Chinese philosophy called Taoism. The word Tao, spelt as T-A-O, translates as way or path. So what exactly does Taoism teach us? It teaches us about the natural order of the universe, known as the way, and how this natural order can serve as a guide for living life wisely. It teaches that everything in nature, including humans, has a power held within it. And it is only when you live and give yourself to that power by seeking a path that is less resistant to change that you can find contentment and joy in simply living. For the Taoist, there are no preconceived ideas on what life should be like or shouldn't be like. Most importantly, there are no manipulations of things to force them into what you want them to happen because the Taoist understands that there is power in the ebbs and flows of life. This book reveals that the hallmark of living according to the Tao or the way of the universe shows itself when one is going through the ebbs, the difficulties of life. Here's a quote. Without difficulties, life would be like a stream without rocks and curves, just about interesting as concrete. Without problems, there can be no personal growth, no group achievement, no progress for humanity, but what matters about problems is what one does with them, end quote. So at the core of this book, we learn through Winnie the Pooh, a simple-minded character, how to live life, especially through its ebbs, according to the way of the universe. It is through this book that I am learning to love and appreciate the ebbs and flows of my life. And I'm also learning the importance of fully embracing the process that precedes all life milestones. And I hope by the time I finish with this episode, you too will feel fully empowered to embrace the core message of this book, as well as inspired to join in on future episodes of the Before 25 podcast. So without further ado, let's get into the four steps we can take to work with and live according to the way of the universe. The first step to working with and living according to the way of the universe starts with listening and understanding your inner nature. This is a call to self-awareness. Here's a quote. Everything has its own inner nature. No two snowflakes, trees, or animals are alike. No two people are the same. Unlike other forms of life, though, people are easily led away from what is right for them because people have brain, and brain can be easily fooled. Many people do not look at their inner nature or listen to it and consequently do not understand themselves very much. Having little understanding of themselves, they have little respect for themselves and therefore are easily led away by others or influenced by others, end quote. In the story of Winnie the Pooh, Pooh is the only one who just is. There are no complexities such as ulterior motives or hindrances to him whatsoever. 
He is simple-minded and does not think too much about what life means and how to change the world to suit his desires. He simply exists and takes life for what it is. But what I find most fascinating about Pooh is that simple-minded as he is, he is the one who ends up being the hero in the equation. He ends up finding solutions to whatever problems there are and has them work because of his simple-mindedness. He has what I call mental clarity. Because of his simple-mindedness, Pooh embodies the Taoist, the Taoist principle of the uncarved block. And the essence of the uncarved block is that things in their original simplicity contain their own natural power, power that is easily spoiled and lost when that simplicity is changed. And this brings me to Pooh's friends, because contrary to Pooh's simplicity, his friends have a lot of complexities and these complexities get in their ways ability to listen to their inner nature. So what are these complexities? Let's start with Owl. Owl pontificates, meaning that he expresses his opinions in a very pompous and rigid manner. And he never really gives anyone a chance to respond. But in fact, you can't even respond to what he says. And therefore, his solutions to whatever problems there are, are hardly ever applicable. Eeyore is very pessimistic. He sees no point in trying when solving, a when solving a problem because he doubts the solution will ever work. Rabbit, on the other hand, is the know-it-all and ironically, his solutions to problems never work. <laughs> How funny. Um, and then Tigger. Tigger is a very impulsive fellow. He gets himself into trouble. He tries a little too hard and never allows things to happen as they need to. He causes problems which Pooh ends up finding solutions to. And last but not least, there is Piglet. Piglet agonizes. He's very much aware of his limitations, which is that he's a very small animal. And initially, Piglet desires to be something that he isn't. He desires to be something that he can never be and therefore ends up overlooking his true potential. However, out of all Pooh's friends, Piglet is the only one who transforms. Here's what Benjamin says about him. Quote, In many ways, Piglet may appear the least significant of the Pooh characters, yet he is the only one of them to change, to grow, and to become more than what he was in the first place. And in the end, he does this by not denying his smallness, but by applying it for the good of others. He accomplishes what he does without accumulating a large ego. Inside, he remains a very small animal, but a different kind of animal from what he was before, end quote. So what does this all mean? What I've gathered from this is that we all have complexities that get in the way of discovering our inner nature. Some of us are owls, rabbits, tiggers, eeyores, and piglets. And more often than not, many of us, many of us have a combination of all of these. And working with and living according to the Tao requires us to be aware of ourselves and most importantly, 
to be our authentic selves. So if you and I would just be as Pooh just is and not bombard our original simplicity, our inner nature with the complexities of life, then you and I would not spoil and lose the natural power that comes with just being. Because after all, the process of becoming, becoming the best version of ourselves, that is, starts with just being. So allow yourself to be who you really are. This leads us to the second step. So once you've become aware of who you are, the second step of working and living according to the way of the universe is to appreciate who you are and what you have. Here's a quote. Do you really want to be happy? You can start by being appreciative of who you are and what you've got. Do you want to be really miserable? You can begin by being discontented. As Lao Tse wrote, a tree as big and round as you can reach starts with a small seed and a thousand mile journey starts with one step, end quote. The reason we don't appreciate ourselves is because there is something within us that wants us to be unhappy. And Benjamin calls this the Eeyore effect. He says this about the Eeyore effect. He says that it exaggerates problems that are already there. It reinforces low self-esteem and lack of respect of others. It destroys pride in workmanship, order, cleanliness, and it turns meetings into confrontations, expectations into dread, opportunities into danger, and stepping stones into stumbling blocks, end quote. What I gathered from the book is that self-awareness needs to be followed by an appreciation of who you are for two main reasons. The first reason is that appreciating who you are, especially your weaknesses or your limitations, gives you an opportunity to realize that the EO effect makes many people believe that they are powerless. And because they believe they are powerless, as a result, they are. But never in history has an individual had so much power and so many opportunities to affect change. But it all starts with working with your characteristics and being in control of your life by recognizing who you are and what you've got and what works best for you rather than being carried along by circumstances and manipulated by those who can see the weakness and behavior tendencies that we often ignore. And then the second reason for appreciating who you are is because it gives us an opportunity to be gentle with ourselves. Here's a quote. There are things about ourselves that we need to get rid of. There are things we need to change. But at the same time, we do not need to be too desperate, too ruthless, and too combative. Along the way to usefulness and happiness, many of the things will change themselves and the others can be worked on as we go. The first thing we need to do is realize and trust our own inner nature and not lose sight of it, end quote. This leads us to the third step. So once you've become aware of who you are, as well as appreciate who you are and what you've got, 
This third step of working with and living according to the way of the universe is for you to choose daily to be brave and to step out in action. Here's a quote. A lot of people try to buy happiness and importance, but you can be happy and important without doing that. We can stop our desperate clinging to hollow life substitutes and set ourselves free. And when we make the first move, the process will begin. End quote. What I gathered from this is that being grateful of who you are and what you have leads you to taking the first step towards using what you have as a starting point to solving the life challenges that you encounter. Doing so then triggers a snowball effect and soon the opportunities in the world trigger an accumulation of more steps which then lead you to your ability to find wisdom, joy and bravery in yourself. However, when taking your first actionable step, you will realize that it is not as easy as one might think. The first step is always accompanied by resistance, by an inertia, but it is possible to overcome that inertia by applying the Taoist principle called the Wu Wei. It's spelled as W-U space W-E-I. So the Wu Wei principle is about overcoming force, the inertia, the resistance, by neutralizing its power rather than by adding to the conflict. So if your initial resistance is self-doubt, you need to neutralize that power by affirming yourself instead of amplifying it by being fixated on that self-doubt. So once you overcome the resistance, which by the way, won't be a one-time thing, you then need to embrace the process that follows thereafter. Instead of just focusing on the goal or the milestone itself. Here's what Benjamin has to say about the process. If we add up all the rewards in our lives, we won't have very much. But if we add up the spaces between the rewards, we will come up with quite a bit. And if we add up the rewards and the spaces, then we will have everything. He continues to say that it doesn't mean that the goals don't count. They do. Mostly because they cause us to go through the process and it is the process that makes us wise, happy or whatever. If we do things in the wrong sort of way, it makes us miserable, angry, confused and things like that. But aside from that, it's really the process that's important, end quote. One of my goals once upon a time was to live abroad for a short while and get to travel. And when that opportunity presented itself, I was honestly surprised at how things were so rocky for me from relationship hardships to uncertainties about my masters. But these were also accompanied by the road trip project, formation of beautiful friendships, self-discovery, dynamic life perspectives, etc. You know, it, it just sort of made the process so much more valuable than just the goal itself. And now that it's time for me to go home, I know that this whole living abroad experience has changed me for the better. And I'm honestly learning to accept that sometimes the process is messy and that's okay because 
It's a part of our story, our stories of becoming. And things will definitely always turn out the way they're supposed to. And the final step in the four steps to working with and living according to the way of the universe is to believe. So once you've become aware of who you are, appreciate who you are and what you've got, as well as choose daily to be brave and step out in action, the fourth step to working with the way of the universe is to believe. Here's a quote. In order to take control of our lives and accomplish anything or something of lasting value, sooner or later, we need to learn to believe. We do not need to shift our responsibilities to the shoulders of a deified spiritual superman or sit around and wait for fate to come knocking at the door. We simply need to believe in the power that is within us and use it. When we do that and stop imitating others and competing against them, things begin to work for us, end quote. Uh, you know, honestly, this final step leaves me so speechless because belief in myself is something that I am still working on. It's something that I'm still learning. And sometimes I get so alarmed and feel so flattered when people express so much belief in my capabilities or in me in general. And sometimes I feel so envious of people who are able to express with so much certainty that things will definitely work out for them, that their wildest dreams will come true. You know, I just get so fascinated. I'm just like, but I also want that. I also want to believe, you know, but I really do think that right now I sort of have a weird dynamic with belief, but I'm learning. And I'm working on it. And which is why I'm just going to let this quote just speak for itself. And also allow you to think about joining in on the next episode. Where I will be delving deep on, um, delving deep on this topic of belief. Self-belief to be specific. And yeah, I know that it's going to be exciting. It was exciting for me. And yeah. So that's it from me, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was really worth your time and see you guys in the next episode. Bye.